Check podcasts. Hi, I'm Bruce Williams. I'm the CEO of the Greater Victoria Chamber of Commerce. And it's my pleasure to be once again recording our podcast here in the studios of the Czech Media Group, one of our chamber champions. And two more chamber champions are going to join us in just a moment. I'd like to acknowledge, as always, that I live and work in the unceded ancestral territories of the Lekwungen-speaking nations, the Songhees and the Esquimalt. And Chamber Chats is made possible by the support of Island Savings, a division of First West Credit Union. I have mentioned a number of times here and in public that at the Chamber, we have employees who came to us initially as co-op students from UVic and from Camosun College. It's an amazing way to source employees, to find out talent is capable of doing the work that you want to do with them. And it's just sort of a trial period, and it's worked out really well for us. It could probably work out well for you if you're an employer. We're going to talk about that today with a couple of very well-dressed gentlemen. Is there a doctor in the house? Yes, there's two of them. Dr. Lane Trotter is the president of Camosun College. Lane, how are you? Doing well. Good to see you again, Bruce. Very nicely dressed. We'll talk about that in just a second. The other doctor is Dr. Kevin Hall, who is the president and vice chancellor of the University of Victoria. How are you, Kevin? Yeah, great, Bruce. Good afternoon, and thanks for the territorial acknowledgement. And uh, I, too, would like to you know, pay my respects to elders past and present and uh, pledge to walk the path of reconciliation. It's uh, really important for, for our institutions to do that. Thank you. Give me the rundown on your fashion there. You're wearing a UVic hoodie. Is that what that is? Yeah, this is kind of like the retro look UVic hoodie, uh, you know, chilled down style. Um, Just like you. The, the hood's down, man. I could, you know, put the hood up. But uh, yeah, it's great, to, you know, to walk around campus. One of the things I love about the universities and colleges, of course, the students uh, really like the hoodies. And so you see people walking around all the time with, uh, with you know, being, being proud, I guess, of the institutions that they attend. And that's fantastic. Yeah, you see a lot of both Camosun and UVic stuff on the street. And Dr. Lane Trotter, you're wearing a nice blue, bright Chargers uh, uh, hoodie. Is it a hoodie? Or is it yes, a, it is. Uh, so this is from our, our Chargers um, varsity team. And happy to report that uh, our volleyball men's won the national championship for with a gold. Uh, our varsity women's won the national champion, well, came in silver, so they they placed uh, second. Uh, and our basketball teams, men and women, placed uh, bronze for the provincials. So we've got a competitive uh, competitive teams here in Victoria, and we're proud to wear our colors. Yeah, you were wearing the uh, Camosun 50th anniversary one last time around. So if I was to be wearing something like that, this would be my alma mater right here. Uh, this is the one that I would be wearing, but I'm not because it's white and white doesn't really work on television. Uh, and just another <laughs> island one I'll mention here where I have a connection. Uh, I'm the past foundation board chair at this university. So a little bit of geography going on there. But Fantastic. So, uh, Bruce, I think yeah. we need to update your swag a little bit with some more current swag. Okay. So we, we can take care of that for you. Oh, okay. Good to know. We'll go for a coffee and chat about that. So, gentlemen, we're here to talk about co-op. And as I said, the, the Chamber believes in co-ops so strongly because we have some remarkable employees that came to us initially as co-op students. And there's some pretty impressive stats I want to start off with. Uh, you both have some, some really impressive co-op credibility. Camosun, for example, is the largest college co-op program in B.C. Um, something like 50% of all co-op placements in B.C. come from Camosun Lane. Is that right? That's, uh, that's correct. So we are the largest co-op program uh, of, on the college side, uh, 50% of our students uh, or over 50% of our uh, co-op students come from Camosun College across the province. Uh, but that's but that uh, stat uh, is small compared to what we have for work integrated learning. Over 85% of our students are involved in work integrated learning. 
from our arts and sciences area to our trades, to our technology, to health, uh, human services and business. So uh, we're making sure that we provide or uh, have a means of getting 85% of our students some form of work experience. And co-op, just for those who may not be fully aware, that means that a student does a work term with an employer, right? And there's, we're going to talk in a second about how you can access funding to do that. Dr. Kevin Hall, UVic is rated number one in Canada for preparing career-ready graduates. That's what you're in the business to do, and you do it well. Tell me how you did that. Yeah, thanks, Bruce. And, and uh, it's through a combination of co-op, of course, and we we just hit our 100,000th student going through the co-op program, and people don't realize we're the second biggest in the country after Waterloo, typically with around 5,000 students a year in co-op. But uh, experiential learning has long been a platform that UVic has believed in uh, for the past 25 years. And that means getting our students out into the workplace, whether it's just for a week or two weeks or, or for a day, just getting an opportunity to you know, practice the skills they learn in the classroom and to learn that, in fact, those skills are actually very real and applicable in the workplace. And, and I think part of the attraction doing that, of course, is we also can provide some assistance to local business and industry and the not-for-profit sector and giving them a little bit of horsepower to help them get some things done. Yeah, I mean, everybody is hiring right now. Everybody is looking for workers, and that's why this is so important, because you do that period where you find out that this person is an appropriate skill set for the job that you need to fill, and that's why we see the great value in uh, in co-op at the Chamber. Um, Lane Trotter, what departments, if you will, or what faculties sort of generate the most co-op? Well, uh, that uh, is basically between our business, uh, uh, our trades and uh, technology area, uh, and of course, uh, some of our health and human services uh, programs, and more and increasingly our university transfer side. Uh, in fact, the top co-op student uh, for the province of, of BC on the college side uh, came from our uh, university transfer psychology program. And Wally uh, finished her time with us and transferred up to the University of Victoria. Uh, but she was our top award, the top award-winning student for co-op in the province of British Columbia. And that's another example of how the universities work together, the colleges and universities. Uh, Kevin Hall, the same question. What parts of UVic, what faculties, what departments uh, create the most co-op opportunities? Yeah, so first we have co-op across every one of our 10 faculties. But, the, but of course, the ones that have mandatory um, co-op, like our engineering and computer science, that's a requirement for the degree. Is to, it's a co-op program. Are of course the biggest uh, the biggest ones, and so uh, you know the placements there are probably around five hundred students a year in engineering and computer science. Okay, I'll stick with you again for a second, Kevin. So from this side of it, from the economy side, the chamber, what we represent in business, are we engaged enough in co-op? Like I'm sure you've got capacity for more, but are we engaged enough? Yeah, you know I think as a region we're not engaged enough. We, we you know like I say we do about five thousand students a year into co-op. Um, interestingly, about fifty percent are, are, are stay local. Um, about 70% of those are in private practice and about 30% are working in the public sector for government. And, and I think there's a, a lot more capacity um, within this region to, to utilize co-ops across some of the other programs outside of engineering and, and computer science. And so we're always you know, open to, uh, to new um, employee, employers uh, taking our co-op students. And you know, out of the 5,000 students we have, we have about 1,500 employers. And so that's telling you that some are taking quite a few and others are taking one or two. Now, one, one area I'd really like to crack is the not-for-profit sector, um, where we don't place a lot. And, and I think there's uh, sometimes a misconception that they have to come up with all the money for the, uh, for the placement. So there's actually government programs and university support. And so conceivably, if you're a not-for-profit, you could have a co-op student come to work 
free for a semester for free. And I think that's a great uh, opportunity to you know help drive some projects that are really critical to your not-for-profit forward. So we'd like to see, you know, th- th- I guess people be more aware of the co-op program across the uh, across the region. Yeah. I want to talk about which sectors of the economy engage most with co-op. We will do that next. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Our chamber chats today, we're talking about the co-op programs offered through Camosun College and the University of Victoria. Uh, Dr. Lane Trotter is the president of Camosun College. So Dr. Trotter, Lane, what, what elements or what sections of the economy, sectors rather, within the economy engage in your co-op most? Well, uh, 68% of our um, students are placed in the private uh, with private companies. They tend to be the larger companies. Uh, 27% work in the public sector and about uh, 5% for uh, for the nonprofits, uh, for the smaller companies, and this is where there are opportunities. Building on what uh, Dr. Hall said previously, uh, for those smaller companies to reach out for both provincial and federal supports that would offset the cost of a co-op student and potentially cover off a significant amount, if not all of the cost. There are opportunities there for for those industries, smaller companies starting up building uh, to get a co-op student, and those are things that we're really interested in pursuing because. Those small to medium-sized enterprises are a way of driving the economy forward. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Kevin Hall, does that kind of align with you, Vic, as far as the sectors engaging with coal? Yeah. Primarily the sectors are, are sectors that sort of, I would call the knowledge-based economy piece of the economy, right? So uh, engineering, computer science, um, everything from you know design to uh, the startup sector. Medical technology is a big uh, take-up of co-op students around, around Victoria. Um, so, and the government uh, also uh, takes quite a few, uh, quite a few of our students, particularly public admin students, are going to the government to article with the Auditor General for a while, for example. So, yeah. Okay. I want to dig down a little deeper here. We all know that we have this amazing cohort of international students that come to Camosun and UVic and Royal Roads, for that matter, every year. So, these international students are here providing support and stability within the educational system. But when it comes to co-op. Uh, Lane Trotter, I'll start with you on this. Is a work permit involved and all that kind of stuff? Does it get complicated? Uh, for students who are coming here from overseas, uh, normally they get a study permit than uh, than a work permit. Uh, we've had one of our students, uh, Jacqueline Sperber, uh, who's one of our post-degree diploma students in business administration and marketing. She's gone off on co-op and has done incredibly well and actually won our Work Integrated Learning Student of the Year Award. So that's for the, uh, the uh, co-op group the, uh, um, in the province. And so she's been working and bringing her experiences from where she came from, uh, along with making sure that she integrates that knowledge in with North, North American work culture. So again, a win-win for the employer, uh, a win-win for our student. And then our student brings that back into the classroom and uh, then it builds out cultural competence, uh, which again, makes sure that all of our students are successful. Yeah, Kevin Hall, what about you, Vic, the circumstance with international students in co-op? Yeah, it's a combination, Bruce. I'd say, you know, some do get work permits, but work permits can be tough to, to get, but uh, students are allowed to work a certain number of hours. 
I think the Liberal government just changed the number of hours, increased it, which was fantastic. Yeah, it's and so 40, students, I think, isn't it? 40 hours? It's about 40 now. So students can do a, a, a co-op placement under that new uh, under the new guideline, which makes it much simpler uh, for them. And you know, quite often what we're finding with students that do co-op, particularly international students, is they also have post-study work rights in this country, and they often go and start working for the company they've done their co-op for um, as, as newly minted graduates of a Canadian university with their two to three year allowance that they're given under their under their work visas. And it's, you know, it's, it's something we'd like to increase more. We do sometimes have some feedback uh, from some companies that our international students are, you know, harder to work with because their English might not be as fantastic. And we're trying to convince our our employers that uh, sometimes you have to be a little tolerant and, and it's actually a good exercise to help uh, people develop their, their language skills to be in the workplace and, uh, you know, have that experience of working with people. So it is, it's not without its issues and, and we'd love to do certainly more international students, but um, it's finding the right placements for them. Yeah, adding a little culture to your organization is never a bad thing. It's never a bad thing. No. <laughs> Lane Trotter, tell me about what we do with Indigenous students when it comes to co-op. Well, with, with our, our programs, with, again, Work Integrated Learning, uh, with our co-op, uh, we're working with our students. We've developed on our Work Integrated uh, Learning, our work experience. We've developed a, a, a program for Indigenous students uh, for trades training. Um, with our Indigenous students, as they're coming into our programs, we're providing supports uh, through uh, our Eshkwawin, um, um, which is our, our Indigenous Education uh, and Community Connection Center. Uh, to support the students when they're here at the college, to support them when they go off on work experience. Um, and just to remember that, that uh, uh, our Indigenous communities are one of the fastest growing communities in, in the country. And so working with Indigenous communities is, is a way for us to meet the labour market need, but just as importantly, to help those students who come to us if they want to go back to their communities to support their communities in their own development. So to combine the last two things we talked about, Dr. Kevin Hall, uh, UVic also has something called an Indigenous International Exchange Program. Tell me about that. Yeah, this gives our uh, Indigenous students an opportunity to travel to Australia and do their uh, co-op placements with the businesses and industries in Australia. And we take students in from Australia and we're trying to expand that into uh, New Zealand as well and some of the other areas of the world that have Indigenous populations. It is really uh, students that go on this, come back and uh, I think have that um, exposure to different populations that have exactly the same issues in different countries. And there's all of a deja vu moment. Oh my God, somebody else is suffering, you know, like we've suffered. And uh, and I think it's a great cultural experience for them. And we're trying to build on that and create some um, multiple country programs for some of our degrees. For example, the Masters of Business, we're trying to develop a tri-country, New Zealand, Canada, Australia, Indigenous business um, program that uh, will give that same kind of experience. And that will most likely also be done with a co-op lens to it, that you go you know, go off to Australia for a semester to study and then a semester to work and then go to New Zealand, do the same thing and come back here. And I think that international experience is, is really critical for a lot of our Indigenous youth who, who haven't had the opportunities to yeah. travel. It's yeah. got to be, be some fun, too. Um, I know that both campuses are completely barrier-free in just about every way, but Lane Trotter, tell me about the relationship in co-ops between people who might identify with a physical or a psychological or a developmental challenge of some kind. So that's where uh, our career lab, our co-op center, uh, works with students based on their needs uh, to find them uh, co-op placements uh, to make sure that uh, the, the students are going to be successful. And 
Uh, again, one of the things that we need when we take a look at the current labor market and that employers are screaming for people is to help them get people, but then to support those individuals in the workforce and vice versa. Uh, and so those are the things that we do. And I know that our, our colleague colleges do that as well uh, to make sure that we're bringing in a broad representation. Now, some of the things that we do with some of our programs, um, um, such as our ETP uh, program, which is a transition program for, uh, for individuals getting some work skills who might be facing some developmental challenges. Uh, and we've developed that program uh, in our, with our earth gardening students with a number of other uh, areas to help those students transition to get the appropriate level, educational level, and then give them career skills so that they can go out and be independent and successful. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Vic, Kevin? How does that work? Yeah, I'd say very similar, Bruce. We have a large uh, co-op office and they have some people who have expertise in working with our students with either disability or uh, students that have mental health challenges. Um, and and I'd, I'd love to say everything is all rosy, but, you know, some absolutely struggle in the placements that they have, despite the pre-screening that goes on and, and, the, and the training. And that's, that's something we, we have to do a lot more on. We have to work and, and work with our businesses, I think, and our employers to make sure they do have the right uh, pieces in part to provide that support that's needed for some of these students. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's an area we absolutely do, but we can improve on for sure, but on both sides of the uh, of the fence. Yeah, it's part of the learning experience for sure. I guess what we should probably do is talk about how co-op was impacted by the pandemic, and we're going to do that next. We're talking about post-secondary co-op opportunities. Chamber is a big believer in that because we've taken in co-op students and we have them on staff as employees now that we've hired after the fact, which is kind of a great outcome for this. So the pandemic came along, Dr. Lane Trotter, and all of that went sideways. Tell me about what happened with co-op all through the pandemic. Well, through the pandemic, that had a significant impact on our placement of students. Um, I'll just say significant impact. Um, and we've now almost recovered as, as we've returned to normal. Uh, we're still a little bit down, but we are, are getting there. But again, because of the structure of our, of our approach to work integrated learning to work experience, 85% of our students get some form of work experience. Our goal over the next five years is to make that 100%. And then over the next five to 10 years to make sure that every student has some kind of capstone project that will tie in their education uh, with work experience and tie that back to a project that benefits uh, the area that they're in. And how about at UVic, the recovery after the pandemic with co-op? Yeah, the, you know, the pandemic, um, what it did is took away a lot of external uh, co-op positions. And so the university actually picked up a lot of the slack. And so we didn't have a huge drop in the number of co-op students that they got their opportunity, but many of them were doing projects on campus for the university. So the university became the largest employer, if you like, of, of co-op based students. It's all returned back to normal now. So we've had a, a record year um, this year of co-op placements. And it looks, uh, you know, things look really rosy ahead. And I, I think, you know, given the, the the BC government's new future skills program, I think that's going to help um, drive some of the interest in, in co-op students. You'll always get glowing reviews from the chamber because, as I say, it's been proven that we bring in co-op students and then we hire some of them. And that's that's any workplace can do that. It's a great way to find employees. So, uh, Lane Trotter, tell me what you hear from other employers who bring in co-op students. Well, with uh, with our employers, and I'll just give you a couple of examples uh, with our award winners. Uh, one of our uh, one of our students from our technology area, electronics technology, uh, she worked for Department of National Defense, um, 
And she was our technology co-op student winner. And she's been hired by Babcock Canada, uh, which is, again, one of the people that we're partnered with. And uh, she's working in control systems. Um, we've also had other students, again, Molly Mifsud, who people wouldn't think about psychology being uh, an area of co-op, winning the award, the project that she did working with Tall Trees Integrated Healthcare came from her learning from, uh, from our program, from the psychology program. So uh, Lorenzo Gomez from hospitality, um, uh, Madison Cool from business. Um, so we have all of these students and I've had a chance to meet some of the, these students and chat with them. And they're amazing young people who are going to make a difference in, in the future uh, as we move forward to solve many of the problems that we have, as we move forward on reconciliation, as we move forward on, on addressing climate uh, challenges and changes, as we move forward to make sure that employers are getting the type of skilled individuals with a perhaps broader base perspective um, to make sure that uh, we have those good jobs in our community that uh, keep the tax base support all of us and make sure that we're getting the skills that that our communities need. And what about the students, Kevin Hall? What do you hear from them when they come back from their co-op? Yeah, so first, you know, we place 5,000 students a year, and I would say all but about 50 or a handful are totally um, stoked up about the experience they've had and, and and the connection between their study and the actual workplace. And, and you know, about 60% of our students go off to work for the companies that they finish their co-op placement with. Yeah, you know, but we still do have the 30, 40 students a year that um, that the experience hasn't been the best experience for them for a number of reasons. And so we try to look at that and figure out how we how we deal with that on the employer side, you know, with about 1500 employees, employers in the, in the region. And we try to look at, OK, how many employers complain about our students? And, and we virtually get no complaints uh, over the past 20 years. People are just really happy with the student. As I mentioned earlier, there is financial support for the employers that are doing this. We at the chamber actually uh, convene roundtables and sessions to educate people on that. Uh, where do people contact you, Vic, Kevin, to find out about co-op students? Yes, we have a, we have a co-op office. We just call the co-op office. We also do a co-op fair three, uh, two times a year. We do it with SFU and, and UBC. Who also have some some co-op programs and we put on a, a co-op workshop a, a work fair if you like and so a lot of people come through that avenue but you can always call the co-op office and say you're really interested in uh, in having a look at how a co-op student may fit into your organization and, and what they might do and, uh, and we just carry on that conversation and lane trotter how does that happen at Camosun? for us it's our co-op and career office and i would encourage anybody who's listening to this and they're interested in finding out about a co-op student to contact our career lab, so our co-op and career office, about opportunities. And if you're a small to medium-sized enterprise, our co-op and career office can also talk to you about some of the um, uh, opportunities available for funding from the federal and provincial government to help offset any costs um, with, with cooperative education. I would encourage anybody and everybody to look into that. It's worked for the chamber. It will probably work for you. Dr. Kevin Hall is the President and Vice Chancellor of the University of Victoria. Dr. Lane Trotter is the President of Camosun College. They are both Chamber Champions. They're both very well dressed today. And gentlemen, <laughs> thank you both for your time. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Bruce. And thanks for the uh, Chamber's support of co-op. It was oh, terrific. Always a pleasure. I'm Bruce Williams. We'll see you again for another Chamber Chat. <laughs>